Good afternoon, everyone out there in Internet Radio Land. This is the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I hope you had a great week. It is a rainy day here in San Antonio, and I had a good day so far. I went out early this morning, went to the track, did a mile around the dirt track. I like doing the dirt track now because... And I'm 69 years old. I've been doing a lot of running and walking in the recent past throughout the many years of my life, in the recent years of my life. When I was in the Army, of course, I ran for about 16 years before I got a profile. I found out that I had fractured my spine. So I got a profile for doing push-ups and sit-ups. Put sit-ups first, then push-ups, and then the two-mile run. And by the way, happy Veterans Day for all you veterans there that served in the armed forces. Thank you for your service. And I retired in 2004, and I started walking. In fact, I really did all the walking, began walking, when I donated one of my kidneys to my son back in 1995. So for the first, right after the surgery, they told me I needed to start walking. And I couldn't run after that. And it was only a few years later when I got the profile for running. But then from 2004 to about 2016, I used to walk all the time. Then I thought I would incorporate a little bit of running into my routine. Now, when I was in the Army, I got a profile because we had to do the two-mile run, you know, every six months. But I figured I would do a little bit of running on my own because I wasn't in the Army anymore. You know, I could do sprints and that kind of thing. This is what I've been doing since about 2016. So I've done my share of running on pavement, asphalt, concrete, the rubber track, you know, going around in circles. But now my thing is I like the rubber, I like the dirt track. It's raining right now, probably very muddy right now. But the reason is, the rationale behind that is, and I would recommend this, you know, one thing to do on my radio show is I, I give tips to people. Like I've done that also in my book which is available in the Amazon Kindle bookstore, The Great Brain, The Golden Soul. I talk about tips, you know, recommendations, suggestions for people. I learn from other people, and I hope you can learn from people. Maybe it's a, what you would call a sharing of ideas, you know. And one suggestion then, therefore, per what I was saying, is if you like to run, Try running around a dirt track or a trail, a dirt trail. The reason is because even though it's a little more impact than the rubber track, it's a natural surface. We find that in this day and age that there's a lot of stress, right? And stress on our bodies can be found in the way we exercise and also just 
in our everyday lives, walking here and there in the workplace, walking over stone cold floors, you know, or concrete floors, towel floors, carpet's cool, but if you want to be really get down to, you know, the natural way of doing things, I recommend a dirt track. Do you have one in your own hometown? There's one here in San Antonio. My son lives in Burbank and there's a a dirt track around the golf course there that every time I visited him, which not every time we walk around this about three mile long dirt track around the golf course. So give it a try. Just keep an open mind about it. You know, if you're a runner and by the way, Elliot Kipchoge, the greatest marathon runner in the world, check it out on the internet. He works out before he runs these marathons on paved roads, you know, on a dirt track or in dirt trails and roads in his home country. And the rationale, again, some more rationale is you don't want to wind your body down. In fact, you know, tear your body down. One thing about runners is that you'll always have injuries, you know, stress fractures, shin splints, knees hurting, back injured, back hurting. And if I could tell you that the injuries would be less, and if you have sleep apnea, that you could possibly not cure, but reduce your sleep apnea, aggravating your sleep apnea, in other words, would you be interested? Again, work out on a dirt track or grass, you know, walk on golf courses, take up golf. But that's something I've been doing for the last week or so, and I've been seeing positive results in that. And so if your body is working better and therefore you're able to do everything else in your life better. Now, I don't want to shake anybody's face, you know. I'm not here to convert anyone over to my way of thinking. Well, I let me rephrase that because, you know, I want to share what I know, my knowledge with you. What I've learned, the older you get, the wiser you get. And I know how it is when you're younger, you don't want to really want to listen to people. But, you know, we do learn from each other. When I was living with my parents, I was rebellious, you know, and in my younger years, when I was going through high school. And I used to... I won't go into the details, but we like to do things our own way, don't we, as human beings? My way, that song by Frank Sinatra. But we also have to recognize and realize that we want to get better. We want to get smarter. We want to get stronger and faster in what we do in this world, in this day and age. It behooves us. To improve ourselves, right? And in order to do that, we need each other, you know. 
I realize it more and more each and every day. So I think it's something that as human beings, we need to be doing to improve ourselves, especially with all this fighting that's going on in the world today, people being killed left and right in wars and active shootings. We all need to be very proactive in how we develop ourselves, especially spiritually. And what I just mentioned to you about exercise, then that is one main area of our lives that we can become better at. Now, pounding the pavement 50 miles in one of these ultra marathons, a new one. Yes, sleep apnea bad. Why is that? Because if you put that extra stress on your body, then you're going to break yourself down. That's what sleep apnea is all about. You know, the back, the bones, the joints, and that extra stress translates into not being able to sleep so well then when you rest. So I'm, I'm not telling you to do it. You have free will. I'm just suggesting that if you're a runner, try, keep an open mind, you know. That's what it's all about. In order to improve ourselves, we have to keep an open mind. Try the dirt track, the dirt trails. Try trail running. Now, it's raining outside. I can't go and work out tomorrow morning if the track's going to be muddy. So what will I do? The next best thing, I think, is asphalt, pavement. But be careful uh, with the amount of running. Be careful with the amount of running that you do because there's a lot of stress on the body when you're running on the pavement. What I think I'll do is cast walk and then maybe a 100-meter or 200-meter sprint. That's what I like doing. And that should be enough to exercise my heart and give me those endorphins that I love feeling that will put me on automatic for the rest of the day, you know, and help me to sleep well, too. And so, my friends, I'm going to sing some songs today. And whatever comes to mind, I have things planned to say. I think about, but I like being spontaneous and talking impromptu, speaking, you know, because that's where the action is. If you're following a script, if you've got something planned, it's not really fun. It should be the kind of talking where you can branch off into different subjects, you know. That's where the action is. If you were me, that's what I would recommend you do because it's just more fun. That's what I've learned. You know, being a Toastmaster, someone involved with public speaking all the time today, I went to Toastmasters, I was saying, you know, woke up, I went to work out, but then we went to lunch to this Toastmasters meeting, and I was the Toastmaster of the day. In other words, I was the master of ceremonies, and there was a lot of people in that place. It was a brewery. People drinking beer, watching football games on television. And so I had to speak out loud. 
And I've learned to talk in front of people. Projecting your voice is one way of doing it. I learn all the time, you know. When you get to that situation, I mean, you can only prepare so much and then game is on and you have to perform and you have to be well-read. That's that's one thing. So there is time for preparation, but there's also a time to just let the thoughts flow, like on my radio show. And I would highly recommend, if you're passionate about a subject, to get your own radio show on BBS Radio and talk for an hour. There's nothing like it. It is so much fun. Time seems to fly. And you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, whether it's extraterrestrials and your death experiences. If you're into religion, you can talk about religion. I'm going to sing a song about Jesus. Jesus was an incredible man who used to walk this earth at one time. I'm talking about the man who died on the cross. You've listened to any of my radio shows before, have you? Have you listened to any of my radio shows before? Of course, I can't tell what the answer is because I'm the one that's doing the talking, but if you have, then you know that I believe that there was two Jesuses, if you will. One who was born in Bethlehem, and we're going to be celebrating his birthday coming up in the near future. And the baby that was born in Bethlehem in that manger, and there was the star of Bethlehem that shone down above him. Now it takes requires a, a lot of intellect to realize what I'm about to say, with no offense intended to you, the listener, especially those people that haven't heard me say this before. A heavenly body is constantly in motion. That is uh, an astronomical fact. So the light that shone down on the manger had been from a source up above that was stationary. It couldn't have been in motion. And it was only approximately several hundred feet above the ground. And to cut to the chase, so to speak, what it was was an extraterrestrial probe. And many people know that we've had interaction with extraterrestrials before in our past. Throughout the thousands of years in the past, in Egypt, the Incas, the Mayans, the humans on Easter Island, in Atlantis, in the North Atlantic Ocean, and then the extraterrestrials there in the continent of Lemuria or Mu, the first human beings on Earth were a black and Asian race that settled in Australia. The blacks did, and the Asians in China, Burma, and India. This was approximately 1.5 million years ago. Adam and Eve, I don't believe in that. It's a fantasy created by the people who made up the Bible, some parts of the Bible. Some of it is true, most of it is true, but some of it isn't because they wanted to control the masses, because religion is a money-making business and has to do with power and money, controlling people, making money, right? You've heard my show before. If you're new, well then, I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, so to speak. 
I just want to know the truth. The truth shall set us free. And this is a world where everybody's accusing everyone else of lying, right? Getting back to Jesus. So I have a solo at church tomorrow with my wife. And it's a very cool song about Jesus. Now, the Jesus who died on the cross was a different Jesus, an extraterrestrial from another planet in our Milky Way galaxy who slipped his spirit into this body that was made by these brilliant, very highly advanced spiritually individuals, technologically as well, kind of like an avatar when they slip their spirits into those blue bodies, right? I'm sure everybody's seen avatars like the most watched movie in the world. And he was dropped off on the cover of darkness, I would imagine, near the Sea of Galilee because he had to be baptized by John the Baptist. And thus began his three-year ministry where he performed all his miracles. There's nothing more noble, in my opinion, than believe died on the cross for your sins, go right that kind of forgiveness. You think you need an intermediary between the creators of your soul and your spirit, your mother and father, God in heaven. Well, that's just your stage of evolution where you're at. I don't think that that's where you should be. If you were where I am at, I consider that a stepping stone to where you need to get. And know what I know. All the books I've read, as I mentioned, Abduction to the Ninth Planet on a lot of previous shows. If you read that book, it'll open your mind to this incredible insight regarding the nature of our spirits and the universe and who Jesus really was, like I was mentioning. And there's other books, too. The Contact Has Begun by Philip Kraft talks about a race of extraterrestrials that are trying to make contact with Earth and would have. We would have been star travelers by now, but thanks to 9-11, then they had to reevaluate our status as possible species into the Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets. Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets, or let me rephrase that again. They, we were as the human beings on planet Earth being inducted into the Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets because we've always been a very violent species, and 9-11 proved that. Before, considered borderline and the verdant scientists and astronomers thought that in their infinite wisdom that we would be acceptable to enter the Intergalactic Federation of Southern Planets because of the beautiful people in this world. I'm talking about the lovers, the musicians, the artists, the very intelligent people. There's only a small minority of us like Hamas, Hamas, the Hamases. And the, all these fancy names they give them, Hezbollah, Hezbollah. And these small minority of killers, murderers, bullies, tyrants, dictators, baby decapitators, however you want to call them, who are going to hell 
unless they repent before they die, but even still, they're going to regret for what they've done big time when they get over to the other side in the afterlife. But hell was made for people like that who massacred those 1,400 Israelis. There's a place, God's jail, a very real place full of demons that we can't imagine just how horrible and terrible they are. And their job, and they were created by God, is to handle people like that. They know just what to do to shake those kinds of human beings to the core of their being, if you will. They have absolutely no mercy. They rip their spirits apart. And the spirit, my friend, and you have one in your body, in case you didn't know that already, your spirit is very much like your physical body. The characteristics are very similar. And your feelings are there as well. You can feel pain in your spirit. It's an amazing creation. And it's inside your physical body. We are spirit in the material world. Our spirit in the material Read the book, 23 Minutes in Hell. There's a couple of demons there that he experienced, the author of that book, that had huge teeth and claws that chewed them up and ripped them apart with the claws. And then the nature of the spirit is it's constantly reforming itself, if you will. And so what they do they take some of these evil people and they delight in ripping them apart and the individual feels that pain for sure and then throw them against walls and tear out chunks of their spirit flesh so to speak and bite into their bodies and tear them apart and mangle them into pieces and then voila magically the spirit reforms itself and then the process begins again, and they experience that terror and that horror over and over again until they get that rehabilitation that they need to take out that evil from their soul, if you will, so that when they're born again on another planet, then they won't perform those evil acts again. Does that make sense? You read that book, 23 Minutes in Hell, it'll talk about not only those two demons, but other demons burning in a lake of fire, which is lava. Right now, as I speak, down there in the center of the earth where hell is, I tell you the truth. That's where it's at. If you go there, you'll go through a dark tunnel all the way down, miles and miles and miles and miles to the center of the earth where there are cavernous areas and that lava and the Stench is horrific. Sulfur. It's the worst smell you can imagine that you've ever known about or ever experienced. And there's darkness and fire, snakes and crawling around, inflicting occasional bites to the spirit body because they're. Everything at its nature is spirit, my friends. That's who we really are. The human body 
is just like a game. It's like an act. We're here to experience this so we can increase the knowledge and light in our souls and our spirits. The soul is the brain of the spirit. So we're here in our physical bodies to increase the lamp of our souls, to gain light, if you will. We're here to enlighten ourselves. Does that make sense? Enlighten your soul. That's why we're here. If you were born, you existed in a pre-existence in the spirit realms. You were born, you came into this planet's atmosphere from the world on fire out there, the spirit world. You don't think about fire as being that way. It's a very special fire. It's the sun over 93 million miles. Nope. And we're not all born on the same suns throughout the universe. Some of us may be mystic travelers traveling around the universe. The older souls may be born, have been born on other suns and other solar systems. But don't forget the great central sun at the center of the universe where the supreme creator of the universe resides. The, greatest central, the great central sun of the universe is and forever will be of the largest structure in the universe. The first sun is millions of times, maybe not, I don't know for sure, maybe thousands of times larger than our sun. And the plan was the Supreme Creator who initiated the Big Bang when the universe began forming itself, one solar system after a time, after another, one galaxy after another. And here we are in a spiral arm in the Milky Way galaxy. And this is all part of the Supreme Creator's plan that there would be co-creator gods, male and female, mother and father gods in charge of solar systems, commanding their own solar systems. And there in the spirit world, that world on fire, And the spirit can live in fire because the spirit is made of light energy, billions of electrons. And when our spirits pop out of our bodies, you hear it all the time when near-death experiences, the first thing they say that happens is the spirit leaves the body and then they see themselves down below, whether they're in the hospital room or maybe they've been involved in a car accident you know, they could have some surgery being done on them. Whatever the situation may be, perhaps they were shot by somebody. They leave their body. They look down upon it. And they go through, some people go through a tunnel. Now, that tunnel of light is different than the tunnel of darkness. You know, it all depends on your the nature of your spirit, you know. If you've been developing yourself spiritually, then chances are more than likely you'll gravitate towards the light of the sun. If you're a ghost, and yes, ghosts exist, if people are just like us, that were just like us, who died suddenly and violently that don't know that they're dead, and they can be in that condition for hundreds of years and not realize who they are. People don't realize who they are to begin with before they die, you know? That's why it behooves us, because tomorrow's not guaranteed for any of us, right? You know that, right? It takes a, but it takes a very intelligent person to realize that. 
usually that's something that comes with age, wisdom. That's what it's called, my friend. And so these Hamas people, they're going to be, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, you know, what they're going to have, what they're going to experience, because vengeance is the Lord, God, the mother and father God are really the ones first to be killed. As a country, we have to do, like we retaliated for 9-11, killing all those Afghanis and Iraqis, you know, a disproportionate amount of people, you know. How many people died in the United States? About 3,000 plus. And how many Afghanis did we kill in retaliation, getting our revenge? Many more thousands. And already, so many more Palestinians have been killed than those 1,400 Israelis. But if it says, says it in the Bible, so if you believe in the Bible, it says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So what part about that don't you get? People, you know, so God's saying, God has a place called hell, and it's God's jail, and there's rehabilitation for those really evil souls, you know, those baby decapitators, and God knows they need that kind of treatment for their soul for doing that kind of stuff. I mean, you have to pay that penalty, you know, you have to, you make mistakes, you pay the price. And they're going to, unless they repent. And then there is some consideration for changing their status as to where they're going to go down there. And like I said, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. All those demons, if you like watching horror movies, like The Exorcist, you know, that's the number one horror movie that scared me to the core of my being. But if you could just imagine, multiply that, the terror, the fear that you felt by 100 or 1,000 even, that is the kind of fear they are going to feel when they get to hell. Yes, it's real. It's heaven and hell, my friend. It's life. It's all about learning of heaven and hell because that's where we're going. You know, 40,000 people die each day on earth. 40,000 people, and maybe about that many are being born, babies being born each day. And we're all the time, all these people passing away, Matthew Perry, this person, that person, NFL players, sports players passing away all the time at early ages, some of them, some not so old, young ages, old ages, some make it to 90. But people passing away all the time. Not one of them. I'm going to die someday. But I have to be brave about it, you know? I have to talk about it. Normally, we don't like to talk about it, do we? Because it's kind of a taboo thing, you know? It's like, don't talk that way. It's morbid. But still, we have to learn. I mean, we're here to develop ourselves spiritually. That's the bottom line. Are we doing that? Most people aren't. Most people are not going to heaven when they die, I think. From what I have read recently, there's a lot of people, most people going to dark places. Because, why? There's been a lot of killing. I mean, if you murder somebody, 
you think you're going to get the best that God has to offer when you die? Or if you're involved with a murder, if you're not believing in God or the universe out there, are you going to get the best that God has to offer when you die? It could be tomorrow. It could be in a car accident. It could be... There's a million ways to die. Maybe not that many, but lots of different ways to die, you know. I can talk about this in my radio show because I'm getting to a a place, you know. I'm trying to make a point because yeah, I am trying to convert people. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help make the world a better place, you know. I I'm just sharing this knowledge. That's what Jesus did. Yes, I do compare myself to Jesus when he showed up. I can't perform any miracles for you, but my knowledge is great, I think. It's all humility. I've sought the answers. I knocked on the door, and the door was open to me. And if you listen to me, you can learn. I can learn from you if you want. But this is a one-way street, of course. I have had guests before. Me, in my opinion, I am probably one of the more advanced souls on Earth. Virtually, I'm in the top maybe 1% here on Earth. And does that make you feel, how does that make you feel, me saying that? You feel that competitive spirit kind of pop up? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, what about yourself? Take a look at yourself. How are you? Are you a young soul? Are you an intermediate soul? Are you an old soul? How many past lives do you have? You ever thought about it? What about kindness? Are you doing good deeds in the world? Do you give to parents? Do you give to the poor? Do you help the homeless? Do you love people? Are you more into love than hate? Do you perpetuate kindness or unkindness? Are you an unkind person? Do you think a lot of negativity all the time? Do you say prayers for other people? How are you going to do your part in saving the world, world a better place? Are you praying for your fellow man? Are you going to... I'll say... Anyway, I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm going to sing my song. Sing it loud. And we got Holy Spirit feeling, you know, to be in the presence of angels, the Holy Spirit feeling. You know what I'm talking about? Being in the presence of angels, same thing. Did you know that? That's a revelation. I just shared with you, my friend, you get a feeling has goosebumps and your hair stands up. You could be in the presence of angels. They call that the Holy Spirit feeling. And then when they talk about the Holy Spirit at church, I know what it means. Some people don't. It means being in the presence of angels. Angels are all around us. You know that. Just because you can't see them when your physical eyes doesn't mean they're not. So here goes this song. 
It's called, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. And you know, I love Jesus. When I get to heaven, and I'm going to heaven, God forbid something happens where I might do something that would prevent that. And I hope not, I pray not. But I know I'm going to look into the eyes of the Savior of this world who came here. And we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ who died on the cross. Not to mention the baby that was born in Bethlehem. You heard what I said before. That still stands. Two different beings. But the Jesus who died on the cross, that extraterrestrial, flipped his body, his astral body, into a human-made body and died on the cross. And came back to life because they beamed him out of the grave on board the spaceship, repaired his body, brought him back to life, and he walked around for like 40 days. I would have loved to see the face of the people. Imagine if someone thought that you were dead and you could walk around afterwards and look at them and prove that you're not dead. Just to see their faces, that would be hilarious. Anyway, Jesus, to look into his eyes when you get to heaven, his eyes are like pools of love and the knowledge. You know, it's all about knowing. If you meet the creator of the universe, the very first thing you're going to realize is that the creator knows everything. Everything. You're going to say, oh my God, you know everything. And immediately you hear back telepathically, I know everything. You are the creator of the universe. I am the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe is cool and is loving and will treat you like, hey, man, how you doing? So, like, you want to go back to your body? What you want to do? Because you've had a near-death experience. Maybe, you know, you drowned or were in a car accident. And so you pop out of your body and you, you meet the creator of the universe. You're out there in eternity. You go through that veil, that the atmosphere of planet Earth, you know, what you came into when you were born. When you were born all those years ago, you remember going through the atmosphere, going down, down, down above the house or in the hospital into your mother, your mother's womb. Did you know that when we're inside our mother's womb that you can actually see through her eyes? For nine months, breathing that liquid in the mother's womb. Now, I hope for most cases that eats properly, doesn't drink alcohol or doesn't smoke or take drugs, you know. But that's another story. Let me get to this song because I do love singing. Yeah, it goes like this. I just speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Cause your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. 
Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the street, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Because there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. That's it, my friends. I'm going to be singing with my wife. Wish us luck. Ah, thank you. And one of the best things I've done in my life is to have been a member of the gospel choir. Every now and then I'll get a chance to sing a solo, and my wife too. Before COVID happened, we used to have a lot of people attending, 100 plus people. Now, I think we'll be important if we get up to like 50, and people passed away and people had gone to other churches, you know, we, we kept it going. We had it on Facebook for a long time when we couldn't attend in person because of the pandemic. And so it survived, but now our membership is less, but never, but still we have a good time. We don't need a whole lot of people to make contact, if you will, to communicate with the creator. And just so you understand, and I won't have to repeat myself after this, the creator of the universe started everything. The creator of the universe is both male and female. In the beginning, there was darkness and silence and the creator, and the creator decided to grow his herself, itself, if you will. The creator is both male and female, but creator is more than that. The creator of the universe is everywhere. It's everything. Nothing exists now that wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the creator of the universe. Isn't that amazing? The miracles of all creation, my friends. But then the creator decided to grow. That's the best way I can explain it. Itself by imagining everything that would be in the universe, everything down to the smallest detail, everything that would exist. And then by the power of his or her will, initiated the Big Bang, and the universe began forming itself, one solar system at a time. But part of that plan also was that there would be an infinitesimal piece of the spirit of the creator put into a sentient being and human beings alone are not the only beings in the universe. There's many, many, many 
thousands of other species out there. Human beings, there's a lot of human beings of different types, you know, shapes and sizes, different color skin, hair, etc. Very similar in some respects, different in others, but human being, humanoid, in other words. And then there are the, the grays and the different varieties of their type. And then there are light kind of beings, tall beings. And then there are some animal-like beings, um, the reptilians. And then there are some that look like lions on two feet, dogs on two feet, like with the Egyptians back then. There was a race of extraterrestrials that looked like dogs. It's evolution. Your friendly dog or cat is in that process of evolution also. There are separate species. There are species out there that look like them, any animal you can imagine here on Earth. There's a high likelihood that there are other planets that where they live on and have evolved to a, a level where they can reach out into outer space. And there's two things that they have to do. They have to transcend their natural environment, and they also have to have uh, appendages like the thumbs or fingers where they can manipulate equipment or, you know, whatever would exist on a spaceship that they can use to operate a spaceship, if you know what I mean. In other words, having hands or some, something similar to hands to be able to operate a spacecraft to transcend their natural environment. Anyway, so the universe is an incomprehensibly large place. The first four, there are four forces of the universe. The first force is what created of the planets, the moons, and the stars, of course. The second force is what created the plant and animal life on those worlds out there. Yeah, so we're not alone, you know. It's logical. Logical rationale is if all this life here on Earth happened by accident, logically it could happen by accident anywhere. And you know, you know, you're discovering planets all the time, right? With the Kepler Space Telescope and the James Webb Space Telescope. So grow up, get smarter. There are plants out there. And if life happened on Earth by accident, logically they could happen by accident on any one of those planets out there in ways we don't even understand. And there are a lot of Earth-like planets out there, millions. Because, yes, the universe is incomprehensibly large and incomprehensibly large place. And the borders of infinite space are expanding as I speak. So new solar systems are being formed as we speak. New suns are being powered up as we speak. The third force of the universe is what creates the sentient being, all these different beings are mentioned of. And you've seen some in Star Trek, you know, just to give you some examples of also what they might look like. In Star Wars, although I don't like the word Star Wars, any people that tell me, oh, I'm a Star Wars fan, well, my friends, if you want to take war into outer space and, and not want it to be a peaceful domain, then you're probably a younger soul because who wants war outer space, right? There's no future in war. No peace. 
but I want to live. So grow up, get smarter, develop yourself spiritually, please. Peace is what we want, not war. All right, time for another song. How about one of our dogs just came out. Happy Veterans Day again. How about God bless America? How am I doing on time? 6.49. Man, time flies. Oh. Okay, here it goes. America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. The mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. What else? I really wanted to sing a few songs, but I start talking and I, I just branch off into these different subjects. I love it, you know. Can you talk for an hour straight? Have you ever tried two hours? Maybe some like members of Congress do, you know. They have these filibusters where they can talk for hours. That's good practice for public speaking, you know. Of course, you need to have a bottle of water handy and lubricate the vocal cords every now and then. Have some food. You can eat your food and talk at the same time, you know. That is cool. That's one thing I like about my, I really love about my radio shows. I can talk for an hour, nonstop. I like having a guest every now and then. I don't see people volunteer too much to be on my show. Some people are a little bit shy, you know, whatever. Also, I am, since I am, I think, an older soul, I talk about these subjects. I'm 69 years old. I think that some people are just not on the same level, you know. But we're all souls. That's the main thing. And I've dedicated my life to these studies. You know, I've got my book, The Gray Brain and Golden Soul. It's in the Amazon Kindle bookstore. It's free. Got 80 pages, 30 chapters, chock-a-block full of spirituality, my friends. If you read my book and over and over again a few times, excuse the mild typographical errors, you know, because I had to convert it from a Word document to a PDF and back to a Word document, back to a and I was anxious to get it published, you know, and I didn't have a chance to 
proofread it perfectly and, you know, get it perfectly. I mean, even right now, it's still got very, very, very few, like, punctuations. But that's all. I get it. Because when you were born, remember when you were born into this world? When you were a baby, you shone with a light, and the object, the purpose of your life is to increase that lamp of your soul, that intensity of light. Does that make sense? Because when you get to the spirit land, the spirit world, heaven, well, maybe, you know, they say that there is another holding place, if you will, a lower heaven above the clouds. All these spiritual beings that you're going to see wherever you go shine with a certain intensity, brightness. And when you get in front of the mother and father God in heaven in their throne room, where it's a beautiful, incredibly active, wonderful place to be with the redeemed and angels all around and happiness and joy, dancing and singing and laughter. The light there is so bright that if you're not sufficiently developed to withstand it, you won't. I've got one minute, my friends. Thank you for everything. You are so awesome and great. So great. And we can't be you, but we can be like you. And that's what you put into effect. That was your plan. Thank you for everything. Please bless us, everybody. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.